So as we read the book of Galatians, we're gonna talk a lot about circumcision, okay? A little bit of snip the tip. We're gonna talk about that because there's actual significance to why he is bringing this up, why this was an issue. Hello, 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 ladies and gents. My name is Kirby Kelly. You may know me from YouTube at Kirby is a Boss or Instagram at Kirby is a Boss, TikTok at Kirby is a Boss, literally my username everywhere. Um, or maybe you know me from the Bought and Beloved podcast. And if you're just listening to the audio, you might be like, why is she prefacing this? And the reason why I'm prefacing this is because I am actually starting not just audio and continuing with audio, but we are introducing video. Video as part of the Bought and Beloved podcast, and I'm so excited about this. Um, and the reason why we are including a video element to all of this is because, number one, it's, it's about time. I am creating on YouTube again, and I just have really felt like with my podcast, there is such a huge audience out there that follows me on YouTube that I'm now getting like back in the flow of doing things with. And there's just a whole audience out there that maybe YouTube is like their safe space or they're more of like the visual learner when it comes to things like these, whatever it is, I knew that YouTube was like the next way or just video was the next way that I want to expand the podcast. And the second reason why I'm introducing video is actually because, drum roll please, but I don't wanna slam on the table because I don't think anybody's ears would enjoy that. Um, is that we hit, this was actually a while ago, but like this is kind of like the milestone way I'm, I'm celebrating things. We hit 1 million downloads on my podcast. Actually, like as of this week, we hit 1.2 million downloads with the podcast, which is like blowing my mind. Never would I have ever like imagined what that would be like reaching that milestone. That's, that's incredible to know that like so many people from all over the world are hearing about the gospel, are growing in their relationship with God. I've received so many emails and just people DMing me and reaching out to me saying how much this podcast has been an impact in their life and their spiritual growth and their personal journey of coming to the faith. Like what? Super amazing stuff. So I'm excited to see that continue to grow through video. So if you are tuning in via audio and you're like, wait, I wanna watch this online, feel free to. My YouTube channel is Kirby as a Boss. That's where I plan on keeping this video content. So you can follow it on there if you want to. But if you are cool and you just love listening to the audio as you're driving to work or getting to where you're going or cleaning the house or doing whatever you wanna do as you're listening to it, keep sticking to the audio because this is amazing as well. I'm also trying to figure out what the schedule is gonna be with uploading. I'm thinking that the videos will go live a day early. So the plan right now, as of right now, is that these video episodes will release on Tuesdays, whereas the audio will release on Wednesdays. If there's any change to that schedule, I will notify you. You can always rely on the audio coming out on Wednesdays. So you'll get all the updates for those kinds of things via the audio if you don't see a video notification. But yeah, feel free to follow me on YouTube at Kirby's the Boss if you want those notifications. But if not, we are getting into this episode and I'm excited because I'm doing something a little different. Now, I know we just came out of a series that I did uh, where we were talking about what it means to be called holy, to be called chosen, to be called loved, you know, going through the different identity 
things that we are known to be as believers in our walk with Christ. And if you haven't listened to that, you can go listen to that. But we are actually about to start a brand new series here on the podcast introducing the video concept and it's gonna be so cool. I'm really excited. And this is more gonna be like Bible study, which I'm pumped for. So grab your Bibles, it's gonna be great. Grab your Bibles maybe next week because this week is more so gonna be like the introduction to what we are going to be talking about, which still has valuable information. So don't click off, don't stop listening because this is going to lay down the foundation and the framework for what we are going to be entering us into. And that is studying the book of Galatians. Now, for the next several weeks, we are going to be talking about the book of Galatians, and you might be thinking, okay, Kirby, why Galatians? Why a Bible study type series? Because I know you've been having a lot of interviews and answering a lot of our questions, and I love doing that. I'm gonna keep doing that. And you can email me your questions at boughtandbeloved at gmail.com if you want to, so I can curate more podcast episodes that really answer the questions that you have about the faith, about the Bible, about your situation and how to handle that as a Christian, all those things, email me. Um, but as I've been studying for one of my courses at DBU, I'm studying the life and letters of Paul. And one of the letters that has just really stuck out to me that I've been reading and studying for class and even outside of class, cause it's just been so good, uh, is the book of Galatians. And I think it's a really relevant book and letter, honestly, because it is a letter to the Galatians and we read it in the format of a book through scripture, is that it has a myriad of topics that I think are extremely relevant to us as believers. So some of those topics that we will be diving into, and I have my notes here, so if I'm looking down, that's I'm making sure I'm getting all the facts right if you're watching, but we're gonna be talking about relevant topics such as faith and the law, the Old Testament, the New Testament, righteousness, the fruit of the spirit, uh, the evidence of the flesh in our life and, and how to handle that, how to walk in step with the spirit, so much more. If you've never read Galatians in depth or you've wanted to do like a weekly Bible study type vibe thing, this is it. We're going through that book and I couldn't be more excited. It has a really good mix of theology, um, especially as we see its reference to the Old Testament. So if you're not as well versed in the Old Testament, do not fear because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help provide that context and that framework that maybe it will even inspire you to read parts of scripture you haven't read before or you didn't understand the context behind. So it has that really good mix of theology that we see coming from the Old Testament, bleeding into the New Testament, marrying itself together because it really is like a whole complete story, not just some old thing and then Jesus came and now we only care about the New Testament. No, both are important. And it also has a lot of practicality and encouragement in it for believers, for the believers way back in the early church days and antiquity and the time of Jesus and things that we can glean from as well as believers, as disciples, as the church, even in the modern day, right? I still plan on doing episodes, like I said, where I bring on guests and, and I ask questions and all those things, but I just really felt to do a Bible study type of thing, especially for my first video, because I want this to be something that is engaging and interactive. And as I upload these episodes, these podcast episodes online, feel free to leave me feedback in the comments of what you are excited to see, what you want more of. So just know that that comment section is also now an available place for you to communicate with me. Uh, so take advantage of that as, as much as you want. I wanna start with an introductory podcast for Galatians, as I mentioned, right? And before we get into the actual Bible study type of thing where we're going through chapter one and chapter two and three, four, five, six, like we go through those things, 
I, I really wanted us to have a background and an understanding going into Galatians. I think that's something that when we are reading scripture or we choose to study a book of the Bible that we often overlook. We just go straight into it and we have all these questions, but we don't have a framework going into it that provides us with maybe the right eyes, the right lens, the right filter of taking in this information that we are reading, of the cultural context, the historical context, the literary context, all of these things that really play into a full picture of the narrative of the Bible, right? So we're going to be answering questions in today's episode as to, okay, why was it written? By whom was it written? To whom was it written? When was it written? What was the culture of that day? What additional context do we need as we go into reading Galatians? All of that and more. It's going to be great. So we're going to answer those questions uh, starting right now. Okay. So Galatians, as I mentioned earlier, it's not just a book of the Bible, but it is a letter. In fact, it was probably the first letter that was ever written by the Apostle Paul, and it was written to the churches of Galatia, that whole region. We know this was written by Paul because firstly, in Galatians 1.1, 1, 1, uh, he tells us, hey, this is Paul writing to you, right? Okay, maybe that's a little paraphrase, but he writes, you know, this is me writing to you. Um, however, for my friends out there who might be questioning the authority of scripture, if if the person Paul himself actually wrote this or if this was uh, pseudepigraphal or anything like that, or just has, has doubts about the authenticity and the authority of scripture, we can rely and trust on these accounts because of the internal and the external evidence. And I wanna start off even just like any series that we're gonna go into that's similar to this like Bible study format, what internal and external evidence means and why that's important for trusting the authority of scripture and who wrote it, why they wrote it, why this is actually valid and it wasn't just like jotted down by someone and thrown in there to throw us off our faith, right? So. This goes for every book of the Bible, like I said. Now we're gonna break that down. What is internal evidence? Internal evidence, it is basically what we find inside the letters themselves that help to support what is being said. So it kind of makes sense, right? Internal evidence, we're looking at the Bible. So internally within the Bible itself, within scripture itself, does what is being said hold up? Does it hold up? Is it valid, right? So. Galatians 1.1 states, okay, this is Paul writing, but you might look at verse two and it's like, um, but it says that like he is sending this letter like with his friends. So did like his friend write this instead? And it wasn't actually Paul who wrote this. And I've seen people argue about that before where it's like, well, you know, Paul didn't even write it. Somebody else penned it for him. So how can we trust that? Like Paul actually said these words if someone else was writing it while well, maybe he was in jail in another book, right? Where it's like, someone is ascribing these things on his behalf, namely Luke. The thoughts and the words, everything that we are reading, it was said and coined by Paul through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, okay? But perhaps it was penned by someone else, similarly like a secretary of sorts, okay? You know, there that was an important job back then. Like we think of the scribes and how Bibles even came to be. Like that was a very serious job and profession. And you had to grow up knowing literacy, not just knowing how to read, but how to write. And when you think of the resources that they had, like ink and papyrus and all those things, 
they really had to be careful of jotting down every form of information correctly. Cause it wasn't like you could go to Staples and like get a whole ream of paper, shout out Dunder Mifflin, you know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't like that. Like you really had to make do with the resources that you had. And if you were writing something, you really had to make sure that what was being written was was exactly what you wanted it to be. So that's why secretaries were hired by people like Paul to write down these things, to, to scribe down this information specifically. So secretaries, they were actually quite common in the times of antiquity. And antiquity is a fancy word for the times of Jesus. So if, you, if I ever say antiquity, know that is like the time frame that we are talking about, the timeline we're talking about. Um, because there were customary expressions and presentations that the secretaries knew and specialized in when they were writing certain things. And that went from actually ascribing the words down to even the mailing process and making sure it was getting to the places it needed to get to. Like these were people who specialized in letters, in writing these things. So I think if anything, that adds that extra protection and comfort that like we can't trust this because Paul himself made sure to invest in a person who this was their job. Like this is what they were known to do and everything that they were writing, Paul had to make sure that that was something that he put his you know seal of approval on. Like he had to sign that thing and make sure that, hey, every word that is written down on this thing, even though it might've been penned by someone else inscribed by someone else, because it was written by him and they were his words and his name, he was held responsible for every word that was in those letters. And that goes for everyone in the New Testament. We see a lot of letters in the New Testament. So keep in mind that every letter, every account that may have been penned by someone else or the original author themselves, they were held responsible for those words. And knowing Paul and the type of person he was, if someone said something that was contrary to what he said, which we see in a lot of his letters of him addressing people that were like, oh, well, Paul actually meant this. No, he was like, uh-uh, that is not what I said. He was a man who really cared about his honor and his word, as did the customs and the times of antiquity and the Hebrew people. Honor was a big thing in culture, and that was definitely in, in link with your words, how you presented yourself, how you carried yourself and how you spoke to others and represented yourself as well. So does that mean that the secretaries, they changed words and all those things? No. And even if there was a minor linguistic variation that was added to that, Paul, like I said, being the one that was responsible for the letter and all of its contents, um, he would have the final say in it because they were his words at the end of the day and he was held accountable and responsible for them. So his name, if it was on the line, then it was his, he was on the line. You know what I mean? His life was the one on the line. He was the one that was in question. So Galatians chapter one, chapter, uh, chapter one, verses 11 through chapter two, verses 14. So Galatians 1, 11 through 2, 14. It gives us evidence of Pauline authorship, Okay external evidence. I know that was a lot, but internal evidence, there's a lot there. And with external evidence, that's basically asking, okay, what outside sources outside of the Bible give us evidence and reasoning for belief, right? So there were a lot of people that were living life during the times of Jesus and the early church and all these things that documented what was going on. I mean, Josephus is one of the most prolific, one of the most famous, especially regarding the life of Jesus, that even though he didn't necessarily believe in Jesus as the Messiah, he recorded 
a lot of what was going down that is backed up in scripture. So we even have people who might not believe in Jesus as the Messiah ascribing that these are the things that actually took place. The gospel accounts, they, they are telling the truth in terms of like what we are seeing historically happening right through the timeline of scripture. We also believe in the authority of scripture that Jesus is who he says he is. Um, but yeah, anyways, external evidence, it's made up of other biblical texts or outside sources, also known as extra biblical texts. So with Galatians chapter one, verses 11 through two fourteen, as I kind of said, the example that I gave earlier on, we can cross-reference that with the book of Acts and the testimonies of historical figures and the censuses of that day. Because Paul, he was not just like the Christian that we know him to be, he was a real man with Roman citizenship who was also a Jewish Pharisee. Like there are records in Roman censuses, there are records within the types of schools that he went to and the people he trained under to be a Pharisee that proved that he was a real person and this was the life that he ended up living through conversion. It's really cool. So theologians believe that this is the first letter that was written by Paul, uh, probably penned in AD 49. And AD is basically like after Jesus died, okay? AD after death. I mean, there's like an actual term for it, but that's how we simplify it. But just after Paul arrived in Antioch, where he heard that the Judaizers were infiltrating the Galatian converts, and we're going to talk about who those people were exactly, both groups, trying to get them to circumcise themselves in order to become Christians. So as we read the book of Galatians, we're going to talk a lot about circumcision, okay? A little bit of snip the tip. We're going to talk about that because there's actual significance to why he is bringing this up, why this was an issue that this group of Judaizers uh, brought this up and they were like, hey, you churches of Galatians, like you Gentiles who were not the people of God that are now receiving salvation and are welcomed into the family of God. Again, we'll get into all that context you all actually have to become a Jew first before you become a Christian. So that means that you have to uh, ascribe to circumcision and all of our traditions in order to then become a Christian. And Paul's saying, uh-uh, no, that's not how it works. And we get into that in Galatians. So who were the Judaizers, right? They advocated that before becoming a good Christian, a Gentile convert had to become a good Jew. And that was by the mark of circumcision. That was the mark of the old covenant. And we see that, that through Abraham, um, it was established that, okay, you are my people. And this is the mark that you are my people. And that's a whole nother conversation that we'll get into. But that was the marking of the old covenant between God and his people. Uh, it was established through Abraham. And if Christianity is the fulfillment of Judaism, you know, they believed that everyone should bear the markings of a Jew first. And that was the marking of it. That was their logic. Sadly, it was legalistic and it focused heavily on the traditions of the Mosaic law. But Paul, he did not agree. He argues against these claims in the letter of Galatians. So who made up the body of Galatians? Well, it was the Galatian churches that Paul was writing to that were made up of Jewish converts and Gentile converts. And this is not just to one church, one church of Galatia, but it was to the churches in that region, not just one specific church, but it was made and written to circulate amongst the churches in that region uh, and address this widespread issue of heresy that was happening, okay? So let's talk about our setting real quick, Galatia. 
it resides in Asia Minor. You can look up a map and see what that looks like if you really care about seeing the geographical significance of those things. But um, there has been debate on whether this is about North Galatia or South Galatia, and you might be thinking, Kirby, why does this matter at all? Um, it does matter. It matters because it determines when the letter was actually written. So again, if you really care about like when it was written, to whom it was written, and the authority of it and the authenticity of it, this is an important thing to note that, yeah, it does matter where it was written, to whom it was written, and all of those things. Uh, we do not have a record in Acts of him visiting North Galatia. However, Acts does detail that he visited South Galatia uh, in Acts 15 and the Jerusalem Conference. Uh, those things have been taken into consideration, which happened between Paul's first and second missionary journey. So Northern Galatia, probably not. It was probably not written to the churches in North Galatia. It just doesn't make sense with Luke's writings in Acts. However, it does make sense that the book of Galatians, the letter to the Galatians, uh, was directed to the churches that were in Southern Galatia. Regionally, it just makes sense with Luke's writings in Acts. So Paul's goal with the book of Galatians, with the letter to the Galatians, and we're going to begin to wrap up here. Um, but Paul's goal with the Galatians uh, is that they would, one, understand freedom, justification, and what covenant with Christ truly means. Two, that the gospel would be protected and preserved. And number three, uh, that they would walk out justification and faith in step with the spirit. That's his goals as he's addressing this heresy that is in the church um, and just for the betterment of the converts to Christianity, right? Those who have seen that this is the fulfillment of the Jewish faith. Jesus is. He is the Messiah, right? He fulfilled the law uh, and will again, get into all of that as we're really exegeting the scripture and we're going through that expository reading and exegesis of it. So if you're wanting to know more about scripture in depth uh, and learn about Galatians and, you know, even see how I analyze and study scripture as we go through this, you're wanting to know more about justification through faith and what it means to live life new in Christ. Uh, I think you're really going to love this series and I'm already loving it. And I, I believe that many of us will be refreshed in our faith by this and have a better understanding of the world that was living at that time, the culture of that time, and where we are actually gleaning scripture from in its application for us today. So starting next week, we're going to be going through Galatians 1. I know that was a lot of background information to just get to like actually reading the dang thing, but I hope that it provides you with that framework because that's how I read the Bible. And it has helped me to love the Bible more, to love God more, because to, to love God is to know God intimately. And these are the intimate details that uh, I'm hoping that will be intentional in our relationship with God and our walk with God. So just to recap, videos will be live on Tuesday. It'll be really cool. I have an idea for a setup where I'm going to be like writing things out and I'm going to have my Bible with me and you can see me underlying and outlining things and it'll be really cool. Uh, and the audio will continue to be streaming everywhere on Wednesdays. So feel free to listen to the audio if that's your comfort. But video is now out. Thank you again to everybody who is tuning in to the Bottom Beloved podcast, and I will see you next week as we continue the Galatians series. But in the meantime, follow me on YouTube at Kirby is a Boss, Instagram at Kirby is a Boss, and TikTok uh, at Kirby is a Boss, all those great things. Email me at botandbeloved at gmail.com if you have questions and if there's a series or a scripture you want me to dive into next after we 
conclude this series because I want to hear from your heart. And if you're watching video, comment below. Let me know how excited you are, what questions you have that I can keep in mind as we go through this series, all that and more. I'm excited. I hope you're excited and I'll see you next week. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.